Are you stressed, full of anxiety? Your mind never seems to be calm or at peace? These are all caused by elevated cortisol levels. Cortisol is the hormone that's responsible for stress and is one of the few that increases with age. It's believed that high cortisol levels lead to aging and over time, cortisol can damage your brain, muscles, bones, skin, and even your immune system. Gerovital H3 is used for lowering stress by reducing cortisol. Call Primrose Leaf today for Gerovital H3, the real GH3. Call 844-376-0007. Our guest today is Mac Doris, who founded the Ride for Mental Health, inspired by his son Eric. Eric struggled with mental health issues as a young man, and he was eventually diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, among other conditions, and tragically died of an accidental overdose at the age of 21. Mac, an avid cyclist, created the ride to honor his son's life and to shine a light of hope and caring for others. Eric's memory lives on in the important work being funded by the Ride for Mental Health and in the moments of connection and camaraderie that make the event so rewarding. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome our very special guest today, Mac Doris for the Ride for Mental Health. Welcome, Mac. Thanks very much, Dr. Bunch. Great to be here. Well, it's great to have you, and, and, and I'm already dressed for the event, so uh, I've got <laughs> yes. my bike ready. I, I aired up the tires, and uh, so tell us more about the Ride for Mental Health and what makes it so unique. Well, it's a, it's a great event. Uh, we started it in 2017. Uh, this year will be the seventh year of the event. We had to go virtual in 2020, but otherwise it's been in person. It's in a beautiful area in New York State called the Hudson Valley. Um, start finishes in a really cool little town called New Paltz, New York. And we have lots of options for riders. We've got a 14 mile rail trail flat option. We've got a 25 mile road. We've got 50 mile north that's hilly and a 50 mile south that's not so hilly. And we've got a bunch of people do the 100 by putting them together. But essentially it's, it's a way for people to come together and do a charity cycling event that benefits mental health. And uh, one of the reasons why I started the event was about a year after Eric died, I went online um, and looked for charity events, charity rides for mental health. And guess what? I found almost none. Um, and I think if you still do a search today, you'll find almost none. But you'll find us. And, and so we're kind of unique just for that reason, which is, which is kind of too bad. Um, but we're trying to grow it every year. Uh, it is a beautiful venue. We have great roads. Uh, I'm sure you're going to sign up by the end of this interview. And um, it's just a question of whether you want to do the 100 on Saturday and the 25 on Sunday or the 50 north on, on Saturday and come back and do the 50 south on Sunday, which is a good way. A lot of people do that. We have a dinner for everybody on Saturday night, which is really fun because it's not just for the riders. It's for all the volunteers as well. It's a way to kind of build community. You know, we don't want people just show up, ride, and go home. Um, this is a really nice event where people can hang out and meet some other cyclists. And and there is, besides the commonality of the cycling, obviously, pretty much everybody really identifies with the cause. And many people have stories, you know, about mental illness um, that they're perfectly happy to share in this on this weekend in this environment, which normally you don't hear which is another aspect of the event that's pretty unique. You know, and you're right. Um, we do charity rides ourselves. I, I'm like you. I'm an avid cyclist. Absolutely love it. My viewers and my listeners know that I love cycling, as I will talk about it um, every now and then. And you're right. There are not, I don't, and I don't think there's any but 
probably just yours, that is a ride that supports mental health. And, and we need more of those for sure. And I was on your website and, you know, a lot of people, when they think of mental health, they just think of depression, but it's far more than just depression. There's anxiety problems. There's, well, personality disorder issues as well. And, and I like the fact that on your website, you really bring all of that together and really help to define what mental health is and that by bringing all of us together, we can help uh, in some way to bring more awareness and hopefully bring more medical help to these people. That's right. And, and the bulk of the funds go to McLean Hospital. It's near Boston. It's uh, year in, year out, usually rated the number one psychiatric hospital in the country. Uh, it's an affiliate and, and a member of um, Mass General Brigham. It's an affiliate of Harvard Medical School. They have a great amount of research that gets done there. Uh, some of the proceeds go every year to fund a competitive fellowship that's named after Eric, the Eric Doris um, Fellowship uh, Award that uh, is $30,000, $40,000 a year to a young investigator. Often they're researching something around anxiety or depression. Um, also funds a number of other research uh, programs. And we also make sure that some of the money goes to pay for treatment costs of families that otherwise couldn't afford it, uh, which I think is really important as well. Um, but besides raising the money, you know, the other thing we're really trying to do is to, to ride away the stigma because that's still such a huge issue with mental illness. It's as well as substance use disorders, which I look, I, I tend to loop together. Um, and that's something that is super important because people aren't getting diagnosed. They're not getting treatment in, in many occasions because of the stigma and, and they don't want to admit to anybody that they're suffering. Right. And I'm glad you brought up substance abuse because I just recently uh, had an interview where we talked about mental health and one of the people that was discussed, uh, it start the, the mental health issues did start with substance abuse and actually basically a THC overload is what happened. And it created a personality disorder, which has now been corrected uh, on that side of things. And and I'm glad you really brought bring the bring all of these areas together because a lot of people do not know that you know substance abuse and mental health can be related, uh, and there's ways to treat it. And at the same time, I love the fact of writing away the stigma because a lot of people who do have a mental health issue need to know it's okay to seek help. Either they need medical help or they may, may need counseling type health for what they're dealing with. And, uh, and you're bringing a great light to that and using cycling uh, to do that as well. Well, as a, as a cyclist, I'm, I'm sure you feel that it helps your own mental health. Uh, and pretty much every cyclist I know feels that way about going for a ride. Uh, and what we're trying to do here is to help others who are suffering who might not be cyclists. And um, your point about the connection between mental illness and substance use disorders is, is really important. And to be honest, before Eric became really sick, I never realized just how much and how often that connection uh, really exists. And I think so many people who are in fact suffering from mental illness are actually using you know, uh, illegal substances to, to try to cope with their struggles and trying to get through the day. 
and and it's an a very unfortunate connection, of course. And um, you know, in a lot of cases, those people are not getting treatment, not getting diagnosed, not getting treatment. So it's it's a really tough battle. And, yeah, um, and it really is it. And and ladies and gentlemen, what I, I want you know you you're hearing Max's story about his son Eric. You know, many families today they have relatives, they have members that are dealing with mental health issues. And a lot of times these people don't notice that they have mental health issues, but the family members do notice something is wrong and you need to get together and say something and, and lead those uh, family members uh, in the right direction. And hopefully that they will desire the help that they need. Now for you, Mac, uh, did Eric realize that he needed help? Eric, I think, realized he needed help, but I think even, and he was getting help from an early age. Uh, at the same time, um, I think he was overwhelmed by the issues that he was struggling with. And um, unfortunately, you know, I think every day for him, particularly once he got to the point where he was about a junior, senior in high school, was an enormous struggle. And, um, and he didn't make it. And, and unfortunately, um, there are loads of Eric's out there, you know, and and we see these numbers all the time in the pandemic. Uh, you mentioned anxiety and, and you know, the numbers of uh, kids with anxiety, young people with anxiety, you know, skyrocketed during the pandemic. Um, and I think the Internet is also causing an increase in all of this for young people. And it's, you know, there was a really terrible story about a, a young uh, a young person at Lawrenceville Prep School who committed suicide after a year of bullying. And, and you know, and a lot of that was internet related. And, you know, it's just a shame what's kind of going on with all of these things that can be so terrific for us, but are also bringing, I think, higher numbers of uh, people suffering with anxiety, for example. And so, you know, we, we need to try to do more to, to help these people. And I also want to send out a, a word to all of the parents that are watching and listening. Uh, here's the deal. You need to be aware of your child, regardless what age they are. And you need to be very wise in allowing them to be on social media. For me, I would say no until they're at least 18. And, you know, you know this, Mac. I mean, Kids today from elementary to middle school to high school, you know, the bullying does can lead to uh, harm, mental health issues. We've seen cases, many cases of suicide caused by bullying, and a lot of it is directly linked to social media. And I, for one, uh, you know, social media is something that is can be good, but in a lot of ways, it can be bad. And I think for our young people today, you know, and take it from Mac and I, get a bike, get outside and uh, enjoy the weather, enjoy the sunshine and and ride because that movement alone is great for brain health. And, and that's one of the reasons why I do it, Mac. That's why I ride all the time. You know, even my wife will tell me, why don't you go ride and clear your head? Because <laughs> yeah, it's I true. I, I get that from my wife from time to time when I'm getting cranky, I think, and she says it's time for you to go get on your bike. Um, and and she's right. And I 
you know, even if I ride myself, it's kind of therapeutic in its own way. If I ride with a group, I love that too. And it's very social. And, and sometimes there's fun challenges going up hills with, with the group. Uh, so uh, I think you, you know very well all the different ways that cycling can be enjoyable because it's, it really happens in a lot of different ways. Um, the scenery here is incredible too. We have this huge reservoir, the Ashokan Reservoir that our 50 North uh, loop goes up to during the ride. And there's a path that goes two or three miles along the, the Ashokan that's just for like walkers and, and cyclists. And we, we take that as part of the ride and it's just incredibly beautiful. That, that reservoir is a huge source of water for New York City, for example. And um, it's it's up near Woodstock, New York. And it's just those those spots uh, on our ride. Just every time I go there, it's just incredible. Well, you, you're making me the bike and the water. <laughs> you're making me want to come to Hudson Valley, New York and, and ride with you guys. Uh, every once in a while, I get kind of bored with the scenery around here, but uh, that sounds like an absolute beautiful ride, the ride for mental health. And I understand that you have raised over $1 million uh, with the ride for mental health. Where does all of that money go? And I know you've mentioned some of the scholarships. Uh, what else do you use it for? Well, we use it for a number of things. And, and the million dollars is terrific. It's real money, but I really do feel it's the tip of the iceberg. Um, we, we we should be growing every year, and eventually, I, I certainly hope that we'll be raising over a million dollars every year. So we're we're slowly ramping up. Um, the money goes for education, research, and treatment of mental illness. Um, as I said before, the bulk of it goes to McLean Hospital. Uh, and one of the things that's so great about about that whole connection is that uh, during the dinner on Saturday evening that we have for all the riders and volunteers. We have a, a person from McLean who comes and actually tells everybody how the money's being spent, the money from last year, the prior year, and how it's being applied, the different research programs and, and trials and so forth and studies that are going on. Uh, we've also helped support um, more diversity in researchers. So we have uh, more people of color and, and so forth involved in research now uh, at McLean, which is also a tremendous thing to be doing. As I said before, we make sure that, that some of the money goes to pay for treatment costs of a family that couldn't otherwise afford it because their insurance coverage doesn't cover all the costs that they, they need to pay. Um, and we've also started to donate some money to some local nonprofits here in New Paltz, which are doing great things with our kids. The, the New Paltz Youth Program works primarily with our middle school kids. It's an after-school program that many kids rely on. The person that runs it is is you know a um, has degrees in psychotherapy and so forth is trained to be a counselor, and then there's another organization, the Maya Gold Foundation, which deals with our high school students primarily, and they you know do things like go to area high schools and teach the kids how to how to speak with your friends when they're not doing well, you know, and how to ask them, you know, bluntly, are you thinking of killing yourself? Because Usually kids don't want to say that because they think, they think somehow they're going to give their friend this idea. But of course, if their friend's really depressed, they've already thought all kinds of horrible thoughts and it's actually the best way to approach it. You know, so, so that's a terrific program that the Maya Gold Foundation is doing. So we've now given $20,000, 10000 to each of those different groups, those two groups to help with their, with their funding. So we're going to continue to you know, reach out and help and support local community 
uh, nonprofits like them, as well as McLean, as we continue our path. You're doing such an incredible work, an incredible job. And and I like the fact that you, you came on today because a lot of people, when they hear the term mental health or mental illness, they always think it's an adult thing. But we're learning today more and more that, you know, a lot of kids, a lot of teenagers, a lot of college student aged um, young adults are having mental health issues. And we're seeing more and more uh, than we've ever seen before. But I want to thank you and commend you for your amazing work that you are doing right now. Uh, may I support you the whole way? Well, thank you very much. And, and you know, even if for some reason you can't make it to the Hudson Valley on June 24th and 25th, you can still register to be a virtual rider and we'll send you a great Hincapie Design jersey and, uh, and you'll get your own donation page. So you can raise money. Um, you don't have to ride a particular time, but we hope you join our free Strava Club, uh, the Ride for Mental Health, and we can see your rides. Uh, we have a, uh, at least one other person in Texas that's a member of the Strava Club, and he signs up to be a virtual, uh, a virtual rider every year. And so we, we see his rides and, and he'll post photos of himself in the jersey. And, uh, and we've also started this Zwift uh, Ride for Mental Health as well, which is awesome. And we have, we have over 1,700 in the Strava group. Um, many are international. Um, so it's, you know, they, they saw the Ride for Mental Health at, at a club and they checked the box. And so we see these rides in Brazil, Indonesia, uh, pretty much every European country, uh, all over the world, Kenya, um, Australia, everywhere, uh, which is pretty neat. So I'll wake up and give kudos to all these people who are riding, you know, on behalf of mental health and all over the world, uh, which is very cool. It is. And, and I have a Strava account myself. So that means I can actually start my own Strava club for the ride for mental health. Well, you should join our club. The I mean, join your club is what yeah, I mean. So, absolutely. yeah. 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 You got to You got to look up our club and check the box. And now then I'll be able to see your rides, too. Yeah, because I actually bookmarked it um, already. Uh, your page on Strava, so I will be, I'll be definitely be signing up because I'm going to push myself a little bit more because I know that you are offering 25 mile, 50, two 50 milers, the 100 mile, and a 25 mile, well, that's just my normal training ride. That's, you know, I do it. It's great, but I'm going to go for the 50. I've done more than 50 before, but uh, here in Texas, the weather's been really kind of crazy, but I'm my goal, I'm going to knock that 50 out for the ride for mental health. And then I will upload it all to Strava because for those of you who can't see behind me, I actually have my bicycle right behind me and my Garmin's already on there. So I'll be uploading all of that to Strava there, Mac. That's great. I'm so old school. I just use my phone for the Strava stuff. Uh, I've never had the Garmin. I think I couldn't figure it out, but uh, the phone I can figure out. Well, yeah. And you know what? I have, I, I have, I have ridden with my phone forever, forever. And I thought, Oh, I finally have to move up to the Garmin, but uh, yeah, the phone works. I've got the Strava app on my phone as well. And ladies and gentlemen, you've got to head over to the rideformentalhealth.org and, and donate. Look, if you don't live in Hudson Valley, New York, don't worry about it. Okay. Mac Doris and all of these volunteers are doing such an incredible job. Go to the website, make a donation. For all of you who ride like Mac and I, 
sign up, go, go to Strava. You will actually, there's a link on the way on his website that takes you over to the Strava uh, club for the ride for mental health. And then that way you can upload your mileage, upload some pictures um, that you were doing it, doing it. And for those of you who are thinking, well, I don't have a fancy bicycle like you guys. It doesn't matter. Grab a beach cruiser, you know, right around the block and, and just get out there and know that you are supporting all of these people. You're supporting Mac Doris. You're supporting this event. But more importantly, you're helping to ride away the stigma of mental health. And Mac, how I, I need to ask you, I need to ask you a, a cycling question here. How long have you been cycling and about how many miles do you average a year? Oof, you know, I'm, I'm getting lazy. Uh, I started cycling pretty seriously when I was a late teenager, 20-ish. I started racing. I met a young kid who was a racer. And I thought, well, I ride a bike. And, um, you know, this 15-year-old, you know, it's no big deal. I'll be able to dust him. And so I went for a ride with this kid who my brother introduced me to. And um, in the first hundred yards, you know, he was way off in the distance and I, I didn't understand what was going on. So that was my introduction to racing. So, um, but I still, for some reason, beat myself up to keep up with him. So, so I raced for a few years. I was never too good, but uh, moved up a couple of categories, but never made it to the cat, cat two stage. And um, so, yeah, I've been riding quite a bit since I was 20-ish or so. Still have my original race bike from like 1974, uh, old Poyagi, uh, which is pretty cool. And um, my mileage, you know, I, that's one thing, uh, Dr. Bond, I, I try not to look at too much. I, I suspect it's only about three or 4,000 miles. Um, we used to ride with a guy who was known as TLR, uh, the long rider, because he lived in Brooklyn, but every year he would do about 15,000 miles. And, um, the long rider. Uh, now he lives in Chiang Mai, Thailand, um, retired and moved there. And he rides up a mountain every morning. It's not real far, but it's really steep. So it takes him a while. Um, and he's probably 60 to 70 years old, 65 to 70. And so he does that every day. Um, but yeah, cycling has been great for me and, um, it keeps my head pretty much screwed on straight. And, uh, helps quite a bit with my mental health and I really enjoy it. So it's, it's been a great, it's been a great thing for me for 40 well, plus years. What's, what's the steepest grade you ever conquered? Oh, I don't know. You know, there's, there's the gunks at the end of our North 50, which I don't know if it's 15% at the end. Um, the last mile, you know, probably doesn't average anything like that, but it's pretty steep. The last mile, going up over the gunks, uh, which is a, a world famous rock climbing ridge It's a glacier formed ridge. Um, and we make a point to have our North 50 go over that. And that's why we say the North 50 is a little tougher than the South 50, uh, which has nothing to do with the gunks. Um, there's, there's a, a, a hill in the Catskills here called Picamoose. I've been up and over that. There's a spot there where you're standing up on the pedals and you're wondering if you're going fast enough to not fall over. Um, uh, so that's, I've steep. done I'm that. Not sure. What the grade is. How about you? Yeah. I'm, my, my steepest so far has been eight and a half percent. Um, it was uphill for a tad over a mile, 
It was not a straight shot. It actually snaked uphill for about a mile and a quarter, mile and a half. I think what I think they put it at over six thousand feet. And yeah, you're you're at that point where you're 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 you when you look down uh, at you know at your speedometer, you're thinking one or two miles an hour, and you're barely moving. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, what you may not know, what Mac and I know. And I really wish I would have brought my shoes up here to show you. We we clip in, okay? That means you are part of your bicycle. If you don't unclip, you will fall over and you will get hurt. And yeah, I know what it's like to be pedaling so slow that you're wondering, am I going to fall over? And that eight and a half percent that day, and I think it was about 90, 95 degrees when we did it. Uh, it was called Cherry Pie Hill. We conquered it. Actually, got a button for actually getting over to the top, and uh, but during that event, uh, Mac, it was crazy because we had we had one three percent, two fours, and a six, and they they saved the eight and a half. About probably the I think it was within the last twenty miles. So when you're dealing with that high heat and you're already tired, it makes that eight and a half a lot harder. But a lot more rewarding when you finally conquer it. So, uh, you know, it, cycling yeah. for me is just a challenge, and uh, and I think for me, it it's a mental. I think you know, cycling isn't always physical; it's mental. And if you're not mentally ready for a big ride, you know, you may not be able to do that big ride. Be, a lot of it's up here, and then the rest of it, well, as you and I know, it's in the legs. <laughs> oh yeah, we. And I ride with some guys who are so tough mentally, they don't know when to quit. And they're 70 something and they'll ride 50 or 100 miles. And because they're not gonna, they're not gonna say uncle and they're not gonna give in. And they're just so strong mentally that they'll find a way to do it, which is always pretty amazing. Yeah, last yeah. summer was pretty hot on our North 50. And when we came up over the gunks at the end on that steep climb, uh, one of the things that was really nice was about halfway up, we had some volunteers giving out wet, cold, wet, uh, like washcloth type things to just throw on your neck. And I grabbed one and I just tucked it under my jersey and I just rode with that all the way up over the hill. And that's, I think, the only reason why I made it up and over because it was it was a hot day. Yeah. Not as hot as Texas, but, but, but hot. Well, you know, it was, it's funny because I think halfway up the, the last hill that we had to conquer, it you know, it just gets to the point to where you just pedal, you, you tell, well, you know, we, we all, all cyclists have this joke about shut up legs and it got to that point to where you just ignore the pain and you just keep going. Cause I knew once we got to the top, we were going to have a nice, decent downhill after that for a, a quick rest. So, uh, but ladies and gentlemen, please head over for the ride for mentalhealth.org sign up if you're not into cycling but you want to support this mental health cause make a donation and for those of you who do cycle but you don't live in hudson valley new york again sign up if you have your strava account or swift account you know head over and go to the website because it'll lead you over so that way you can sign up with the mental health uh club and that way you can upload your mileage like I'm going to do because I'm going to sign up right now. So I'm going to head over to the ride for mental sign up because I have a Strava account. I live in Texas and 
Mac, I'm going to, I'm going to say it right now. I am going to conquer the 50 miles for your event on Strava. I'm going to upload it uh, during that. And it's June 24th and 25th, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, Mac, again, I want to thank you for the tremendous job that you and all of the volunteers are doing. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great to talk with you. And I'm, I'm still so impressed you're wearing a cycling jersey today. That's great. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, I will tell you this. It is a beautiful day here in Texas. So I think it's about time that I, I'm going to put on my gear because what we're going to need to do is this. I'm going to the rideformentalhealth.org. I've got all my gear. My bike's behind me. Tires are uh, aired up. Everything is set, ready to go. Gears are greased. And I am going to put out that 50 miles. Well, like it's nothing because it's for a great cause. And as my wife always tells me, Go take a ride and clear your head. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is how important exercise can be for you. Some of you may say, I don't have those fancy bicycles like you guys do. That's okay. Go out in the garage, air up the tires on your old beach cruiser. Maybe, maybe you got one of those old Schwinn bikes. Even if you have a stationary bike inside your house, get on that bike, start riding. You're going to improve your physical body, your mental body, even your spiritual body. But hey, make a donation today. Go to therideformentalhealth.org and support this amazing cause. Ladies and gentlemen, mental health isn't just about depression. It's personality disorders. It's bipolar. It's anxiety issues. And there are so many people out there that need help. And you can be that help that they need right now. Just like Max said, they're donating money to the hospital. They're no donating it to people who can't afford treatment they are doing something that most millions of people are not doing across this nation and i want to see the ride for mental health go nationwide we need state chapters and i think mac i think that needs to be done because you have an organization that needs to grow and you've got the strong foundation to do that so uh i think we ought to team up and get this going we'll come to texas one day we'll set it up Hey, that'll be great. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go for a ride while you go to the rideformentalhealth.org. And hey, I'll see you next time. Are you stressed, full of anxiety? Your mind never seems to be calm or at peace? These are all caused by elevated cortisol levels. Cortisol is the hormone that's responsible for stress and is one of the few that increases with age. It's believed that high cortisol levels lead to aging and over time, cortisol can damage your brain, muscles, bones, skin, and even your immune system. Gerovital H3 is used for lowering stress by reducing cortisol. Call Primrose Leaf today for Gerovital H3, the real GH3. Call 844-376-0007.